0: Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him, And Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old, and when he departed from Haran. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please join me in an attitude of prayer. Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. I grew up in a United Methodist church that changed my life. Sometimes when we think of lives being changed, we picture a single dramatic moment like Paul, previously Saul, on the road to Damascus, or we picture Moses in the burning bush, these great dramatic moments where everything changes in an instant. And I wish I had a story like that, but the truth is most of my story is a little bit slower because it turns out I'm a little bit slow when it comes to learning about faith and God had to work a little bit harder and longer on me to get me to come around. I don't know if any of you can relate to that. There was no single moment, there was no single sermon, as much as I hate to admit it as a preacher, that changed my life. Instead, it was... Sunday after Sunday after Sunday of worship, Sunday school, fellowship, year after year of going on mission trips and retreats, praying, meeting together with other followers of God. It was not a short journey. It was not always a dramatic journey, but I would not be standing here today talking to you as a pastor if it had not been for my church growing up. I walked a path and I continue to walk it step by step by step on a journey towards God's vision of who I can be. And that journey with God is what has changed me and shaped me and made me into the person that I am now. So I want to give you an example. Uh, When I was in middle school, I hated to talk in front of people. I just dreaded it. I could not stand it, and uh, I think that's pretty common for kids who are in middle school to not like to talk in front of people. What was a little bit weird is that I hated talking in front of people, and I chose to join the middle school drama troupe at my church. Yeah, I'd, I still don't quite know why I did it, um, but year after year, I forced myself to stand up in front of crowds of church people and act out stories from Scripture. And they were not always dignified roles. In one play, I was I was a fatted calf. <laughs> this is the story of the prodigal son, where the father says, okay, you're back, we're so excited, we're going to kill the fatted calf. That, that was me. Um, now, in that, in that particular version of the play, the fatted calf is the narrator. So, there were a few more lines than the average calf in that story, but it was still not the most uh, respectable role, but I did it, and it was certainly bold for a kid who did not like to talk in front of people. At the time, I might have told you that I enjoyed the camaraderie. I enjoyed the fellowship, the stories, the food that we got to eat. I certainly was not good at acting. The youth director at the time allowed us to get up on stage regardless of talent, which was very good for me. Looking back on it now, I'm convinced that joining a drama troupe at my church in middle school was a step on my journey that God used to shape me and to change me. It was a faithful step towards that vision of who God wants me to be. In scripture, Abraham, and by extension Sarah, are called to go on a journey of faith. In the passage that was read this morning, they're called Abram and Sarai. But they receive new names when God makes a covenant with Abram. So I'm going to call them by their new names, Abraham and Sarah, this morning. And so the Lord says to Abraham and Sarah, leave your country, leave your family, leave your home. And God promises to lead them to a new home, a land which I will show you, says the Lord. Their journey took them across thousands of miles, all the way back down, all the way down to Egypt and back north again. It was a pretty major endeavor that God was calling them to undertake. And like many of the most valuable things in life, it was not going to be easy. It can be a little bit frightening when God calls you to something new. I remember when I was in high school, I went on a mission trip to Kenya And I'd never been to Africa before. If any of you have been to Africa, you'll know that there's all kinds of preparations you have to make before you go. There are certain shots that you have to get. You need to get malaria pills. Uh, Depending on where you're going, you might need to invest in mosquito nets. You have to make all these plans and preparations. I was not necessarily frightened, but my mom was a little bit nervous about sending her daughter across an ocean. I was part of a team that was going to a small village outside of Nairobi, and the adult part of the team was going to build a school, and the youth part of the team was performing skits. Again, I got to be the fatted calf. I don't know how that worked out. (laughs) But after each performance, we got to talk with Kenyan high school students that were hearing us perform. and I had culture shock like you would not believe. I had never seen poverty like that. I had never experienced worship services like that. I had never seen so many chickens running around in the open like I did in my time there. At that time, as a high schooler, I hadn't really thought about the world outside of myself very frequently. Mission trips brought me this ability to imagine beyond my bubble what might be going on outside the world of Megan. I still had a really long way to go, Even now, I have a long way to go, but that was a step in the right direction on my journey. Sarah and Abraham, too, traveled on to their destination in stages. In those days, you couldn't travel a thousand miles in a day. There were no airplanes, of course, and so step one was leaving home, stepping out that front door, and then each day, Day after day, they had to put one foot in front of the other and make their way towards that destination to which God was calling them. To borrow a phrase from pastor and theologian Lovett Weems, they had to figure out the next faithful step on their journey. The next faithful step on their journey. How long would they stay in any one place? What city was God calling them to next? What route would they take to get there? What was that next faithful step on their journey? Well, let me tell you about one of my next faithful steps. When I was a junior in college, I received a call to ministry. And I knew more certainly than I have ever known anything in my entire life that I was being called to be a pastor in the United Methodist Church. And receiving a call to ministry was exhilarating because clergy... They get to be creative. They get to be dramatic. They get to help change people's lives and help people through the grace of God. It's an exciting job. To receive a call to ministry was also terrifying because clergy have to deal with death and conflict and money. That was not going to be an easy calling, an easy journey to go on. After I received my call, Knew what I wanted to do with my life. I knew the big picture, but the question was how in the world do I begin? Like Sarah and Abraham taking that first step out the door, how in the world do you begin a journey that seems so impossible? I didn't have to become a pastor overnight. The truth is, in the Methodist church, you cannot become a pastor overnight, but I did need to decide how to take a faithful step in that right direction. So for me, that first faithful step on that journey was applying to seminaries. And so I applied, and I got accepted, and for me, that next faithful step was choosing which school I was going to. So I chose Wesley Theological Seminary in Washington, D.C. Applying to seminaries, going to seminaries, neither of these things brought me to my destination, but they took me one step closer Just like Sarah and Abraham stopped at cities along the way on their journey, I was moving in that right direction. For me, the next steps included attending classes, soaking up wisdom and knowledge from my professors, interning at a church in Maryland, graduating with my Master's of Divinity degree. There's a whole lot more I can tell you about that, but I won't do it this morning. Along the way, I met Joel, the fantastic human being who is my husband, By the way, Joel is from Minnesota, and he was also in seminary because he felt God's call to be a pastor in the United Methodist Church. And so when we realized that we were serious about each other, we had to discern what our next faithful step might be together. Were we going to be pastors in Minnesota? Were we going to be pastors in Michigan? What was that next faithful step for us following God's call together? I guess I don't have to tell you since I'm standing here in Clarkston, Michigan this morning what our decision was. But Joel and I did talk a great deal about that decision, and we prayed, and we did not take it lightly, and we're here because we felt that God was calling us to come to Michigan. For the past six years, I've been in ministry at a United Methodist church in southeast Michigan called Erie. In January, I received a call to come here and serve as an associate pastor. These steps have been part of my journey with God. God's changed me on my journey. I trust that God will continue to change me. I'm not the same person who applied to seminaries 10 years ago. Praise the Lord. And I hope I'm not the same person in 10 years that I am today. I'm telling my story this morning, and... It's very personal to me, but it could be the story of any one of us sitting in this room, the story of how God has changed us step by step over time. My story started in a United Methodist church that changed my life. I can tell that this is the kind of United Methodist church that changes lives too. Sunday after Sunday, year after year, through worship, and classes, and mission trips, and prayer, I can tell that this is the kind of place where lives are changed by God. I'm the type of pastor who's going to keep asking, what is that next faithful step? If we can see where God is calling us, and it seems like you do as a church, know where God is calling you, then what's that next faithful step in that direction? I hope you'll continue to ask that question as well. I look forward to journeying with you in the years to come. I look forward to being changed by you, to being changed with you. May this always be a place where lives are changed. May we always be open to God's transforming power. And may we continually discover, together now, that next faithful step. Amen.